Welcome to the program. Ben's to the Nose Guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. We're not a faith program with sports. We're a sports program with faith. You can visit our website, btgprogram.com, or hit us up on Twitter, at btgprogram. I'm here with those guys. Thank you for joining us. i got to tell you, I, for one, can't wait till the Super Bowl gets here. A few years ago, when there was no week in between, there wasn't enough time. I understand teams got to get ready. You want that extra time. But two weeks, people have nothing to talk about. Nope. They, one of the stories, one of the lead stories today was Kevin Durant's free agency <laughs> and the possibility of him joining the Knicks in 2016. That's We're talking just, uh, 18 months down the line. That's just someone being you, really bored. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's nothing to talk about. And how awful is sports radio this week with this radio row? And I know it seems all exciting. They're all there. But the same people just keep going from show to show to show. I don't know if you yeah. listen to a bunch of different shows. But, I mean, Joe Montana has been on every show imaginable. <laughs> uh, Joe Hayden has been on every show. Dan Marino, Nick Foles, the same guys are doing the circuit. They're on every single show, and you're hearing the same thing, and they're humping whatever hair product they're talking about <laughs> or charity that they're, they're representing. One of them was representing Gatorade today. I'm like, man, this is just awful. Gatorade needs needs help they're they're not in enough stores yet oh man talk about organizations going in two different directions uh the new york knicks and the atlanta hawks Dude, the last knicks year awful last year the hawks finished 38 and 44 the knicks finished 37 and 45 the knicks finished a, a game out of the playoffs the hawks had the eighth seed they lost in seven games to the pacers and what was really a great series but they finished last year 38-44. The two teams were separated by a game. Right now, the Atlanta Hawks, are awesome. as of the time we're recording this program, are on a 17-game winning streak. They'll be playing Portland between now and the time it airs. 17-game winning streak, number one seed in the East. The Knicks are 9-37. and and a lot of, like, four of those wins are five or six, whatever. They've come pretty recently. They were... Even worse up until about two right now, weeks ago. Four out of the last six at the time we're it's, recording it's this program. Good. My point is, organizations that finished a game apart last year, and the Hawks don't really have any all stars that you know you think in the and they don't have a Carmelo Anthony, they don't have a Kevin Durant, they don't have a Kobe Bryant, and there they are at the top of the East. After the, you know, you think what did they do differently that the Knicks? What a mess. And then uh, the Hawks are the ones that uh, dropped Josh Smith, aren't they? And then they went on this winning streak. I think that's the team, right? Not Detroit. No, that was Detroit. Oh gosh, you're right. Josh that's Smith why. Used that's to why play you're a major radio personality. <laughs> on a it's Josh Smith. Sports. I don't pay attention to Josh Smith. Forgot he was with Detroit. The guy that just became an NBA fan knew that one, and I didn't. Anyway, the Super Good. Bowl can't get here soon enough. I I I've, I can't take any more Deflate Gate. No. No more. Marshawn Lynch. Although we got challenged this week by one of our listeners. <laughs> and, and he took the side that perhaps he has um, anxiety issues and doesn't like talking about or, or in front of people. The only issue I had with that, well, he, he sure talked clearly and was able to really get behind it when he was talking about his foundation and the dinner they were having for the inner city youth. <laughs> Um, you love saying you. <laughs> that that he talked, and now he did make a good argument. He said, "Well, he does. He can talk about other things, 
but he can't talk about himself. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm not buying that, uh, you know, but I will say this. This is a guy I can't figure out. I think he's trying to create a image. I think he's got a persona that he's trying to, uh, put out there and he wants to be a gangster. He wants to be thug and, and that's the image he's portraying and he's very uncooperative with the media. Although you gotta wonder, leave him alone then. Why do you keep going back? All that said, because him not talking is a story. Him not talking is a story. Yeah, it's become a huge well, that's what thing. I'm saying. There's that's why they else keep going back. About. Like that's why they keep asking him questions because him not talking is is still a story. Yeah. See, I I would have I would have walked away by now. Now my problem is I, I don't think it's that. I, and maybe it started out that way, but the guy has a lot of issues. But here's why I can't figure this cat out. His teammates love him. Everybody that plays with him, everybody that's coached him thinks he is terrific. Because he's and, awesome. and one of the, one of the words that I keep hearing is caring. They say he is one of the most caring people you will ever meet. And it just doesn't match the persona that he puts forth in these, in, in these interviews or in these little, I'm not going to answer question sessions. I, I think he has an agenda much bigger than what people are. Uh, letting on. I don't think his beef and his problems are with the media. I think it's with NFL at a bigger level, um, especially with the commissioner. I don't think he gets along with him at all. And his agenda is, you know, trying to stick it to Roger Goodell and um, mission accomplished so far. And, and I'd, I'd agree with you, Shane. I, th- I think that's exactly it. What may have started out as an anxiety thing or, or a somewhat nervous thing has now become really a peeing contest between him and the NFL. Yep. You know, I never and he's even, winning. I never even thought of that until just now and I I think you're incredibly right because he's done interviews now like a fake one with Kenny Maine which I thought was hilarious where he talked about love and flow from progressive and then he did one with Skittles where he was just eating Skittles the entire time asking ridiculous questions. I don't think he has any I thought he did. Now I do not think he has anxiety after seeing those two things. He's clearly funny. I actually started to like him more now. After he did those interviews, those fake interviews, so now, I, I can't right. like him more. He's got a job to do, um, and that's part of the job. If you don't want to work in the NFL, uh, you don't have to. There, there are other jobs, and go take one of those. But I, I do see a little bit more of both sides. But I, I think you got to go out there and you got to handle that thing. But uh, enough about Marshawn Lynch. Enough about uh, Deflate Gate. Although we didn't talk about it. Uh, coming up later in the show, we have Tim Hiller. Tim has spent is a former NFL quarterback uh, behind Peyton Manning. We'll talk to him about his faith, his time in the NFL. You're listening to Benson and Those Guys, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town and Country Pest Solutions. Serving Rochester for over 25 years, Town and Country Pest Solutions team of knowledgeable professionals can make your pest problem a thing of the past. Alligators, ants, bedbugs, snakes, yellow jackets, they do it all. Take back your home and put your mind at ease. Call Town and Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town and Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing 
but God. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows, and for exterior and interior remodels, no one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070. That's 585-402-1070. Or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. Former Major League pitcher and friend of the Benson and Those Guys program, Don Gordon will be speaking live at Grace Baptist Church in Brockport on Sunday, February 1st at 9.45 a.m. Don is the international baseball director for SCORE International and played 10 years of professional baseball as well as five seasons in Latin America. Uniquely gifted to minister to men and families, God has used Don in countries all around the world to speak his heart from the Word of God. Come hear Don Gordon speaking live February 1st at Grace Baptist Church in Brockport. Services begin at 9.45 a.m. In retirement, will you outlive your money? It's a common question for people approaching retirement, but it doesn't need to weigh on you. Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Nathan R. Wegman about the new Confident Retirement Approach. You and Nathan can break down retirement, planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. Call Nathan R. Wegman, Financial Advisor, today at 585-272-0080. Office is located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 14623. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Joining us on the BTG studio line is Dave Valley. Dave is owner and operator of NextPro Training and has recently been appointed as a scout for the New York Mets. Congratulations on your new position, Dave. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. What is your role there and how? Uh, what will that add to the many things you already offer through NextPro Training? Well, my role will be uh, I have a, a certain area where I'll be kind of Rochester, Buffalo, and Syracuse area that I'll be kind of covering. Uh, and what it adds is uh gives me an opportunity to get some players locally uh, some exposure to the next level if they're a potential prospect. Well, congratulations once again. Do you think this opportunity has anything to do with the fact that you came on our program fairly recently? <laughs> you never know. It happens pretty recently <laughs> afterwards, yeah. <laughs> hey, I want to ask you, the baseball season is around the corner for those of us who are optimistic. What would you tell a young player? When is the best time for them to start getting ready for the season ahead? Normally, what we uh, we try to recommend our players, obviously, is to, is to start in the winter kind of progress to get up to the season. Uh, the school ball generally starts around March. Tryouts happen around then. Uh, and you don't want to just get ready a week before, uh, you know, you're going into tryouts. So you want to get like a month or two uh, in advance. So a lot of the players will start to practice, start working on it around January, December, January-ish. What are some it's things the they should be time. doing? Or, or what are some things you can offer them through Next Pro Training? Well, Next Pro Training, we do offer, uh, we pretty much can give you any instruction on, each part of the game. Uh, so we do have, uh, we took on a couple new instructors. Uh, one is uh, Yumi Rodriguez. He's our full-time pitching instructor. Uh, he played with the Los Angeles Dodgers organization. Uh, phenomenal, incredibly knowledgeable. Uh, works with arm care and arm strengthening, as well as just pitching mechanics. And he's our full-time pitching guy. And then we also have a fielding guy, which his name is Johnny Schwinn. He's actually playing in the Pirates organization right now. Uh, and uh, he does all of our catching instruction and fielding instruction. And then his hitting is uh, is myself, and we do we can work with uh, hitting, bunning, any type of hitting instruction that you're looking for. So we can kind of 
help with every area of the game at Expert Training. Sounds great, Dave. Thanks for giving us a couple minutes, and congratulations once again on your position with the Mets. Tell the people how they can get a hold of you. Give us your website, your phone number. If I have a young man or young lady getting ready for the season ahead and want to take advantage of the things you offer there at Next Pro Training, how do I go about getting a hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. If there, if anyone's interested in getting instruction or sign up for any one of our camps or anything like that, they can go to www.nextprotraining.com. has all the information down there. They can actually register for a lesson online uh, to make it very simple for them. So all of, all of our information will be on that website. How can we pray for you? Uh, well, you can pray uh, pray for you know our business in general uh, that we continue to grow. We've had some great uh, some changes uh, this winter. We're taking on some some different employees and some of those different structures I just mentioned, uh, and things have been going really well. And uh, we just pray that it would continue to go that well. Well, I'm sure now that you appeared on this program once again, it'll things will take <laughs> off for you. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> well, thanks. I really do appreciate it, Rick. Thank you very much. Cool. That's Dave Valley of Next Pro Training. Check him out on the website, nextprotraining.com. Well, my big takeaway from that interview is the Mets must be listening to our show, and they heard about Dave, and they rushed in to grab him up. Isn't everybody listening? <laughs> I mean, by now, we must have millions of followers and listeners. Hi, Mom. The globe. Hi, Dad. <laughs> the Iowa Energy are going to have to rename themselves, I don't know if you guys saw this, to the Iowa Fighting Energy, the D-League associate of the Memphis Grizzlies. This is right out of your high school days, Darren. NBA D-League teammates Kalen Lucas and Jarnell Stokes were ejected after a skirmish broke out (laughs) behind their own bench. Teammates ejected from the game. I never got ejected for fighting with a teammate. I just got threatened with it. The Iowa fighting energy. And how about this? George Gervin telling uh, folks that he doesn't think Clay, he doesn't feel Clay Thompson broke his record. Clay Thompson, uh, you might recall, a week or so ago, threw in 37 points in one quarter. It was that, amazing. That was amazing. It eclipsed Gervin's uh, 33 back in 1978. But Gervin's point is he didn't have any three-pointers. Uh, and the, the So Gervin hit more field goals then. Yeah, he says I'd like to see him try to get 33 or thir- even or 37 in a quarter when there wasn't no three-point line. I think he's got a good point. He broke the record, regardless. This, yeah. you know, he had nine threes in a quarter. Nobody's putting an asterisk in there. No, you know, he broke it. But now you mentioned to me we were texting about this, and you seemed to think you could walk in and hit three threes in a row. No, before I said that though, you guys were hating on the fact that I was gushing about the quarter that Clay Thompson had. That is amazing. He no, didn't nobody was miss hating a shot. on that. You guys were all hating on it. I was not. We just said it was you, boring. That's all. But no, not boring. No, it was amazing. I didn't say that. No, uh, you said you could hit three threes in a row, and I immediately jumped on that and said no. So here's here's my challenge. You, you I'll give you five minutes to warm up. Five minutes. Time. No, Not anymore. <laughs> five minutes to warm up, and then you hit three threes in a row. You miss one, the, you lose. Done. I'm going to – I don't even – Oh, I was just about to say I don't need a warm-up, but no, I'll take the warm-up. All right. Now, originally I'd said to you, you know, you buy dinner for all four of us. That was a little rich. I understand you're buying a house, moving in. <laughs> Too much. I get it. But here's the deal. You miss one at 11 a.m. next Saturday morning, February 7th. You walk in the gym. You hit three threes. You miss one of them. You do the next show dressed as a woman. I'm talking <laughs> dress, wig, 
the whole thing, <laughs> and we get to take pictures. Fine. Or I'm waiting to be impressed. Or how about this? I'll give you your option. Either that, you do the show as a woman. I don't. I don't want to hear you talking as a woman. I don't want to hit, see you hitting on the other guys just dressed as a woman. Or if you miss one of those threes, you do the polar plunge in Lake Ontario on February eighth. I'll dress as a woman. I'm not doing that polar plunge. Come on, that's for charity. It no, is. come on. No, I will. Well, oh, time out. Time out. If I make all three, will you do the polar plunge? No, absolutely not. Well, no, this is no fun then. But it's for charity. Jackson. I will. Yeah, thank you. I will take that Wait a minute, bet. This I will, is my show. I will take the polar plunge bet if I. But if I make all three, you, Rick Benson, have to do the polar plunge. I, I think that's fair. There is no way I'm getting in the water at Lake Ontario, <laughs> See, you're, regardless you're, of the temperature. <laughs> you're afraid I'm going to hit all three of them. Oh, I'm not. I, I am no, the only so confident this, that you won't do that. The only reason this became a thing I will buy dinner for all four <laughs> if you make all three. Oh, you you're, won't. You're gonna. I trust me. I'm going to make all three. This ends well for Shane and I, regardless. Yeah, I didn't think about that. It kind of, it kind of does. Doesn't. I, I like, your mouth I like this game. This game's great. You know, the yeah. only reason this became a bet was because you guys were saying it wasn't that impressive. No, but, nobody said that, Darren. You said you could hit the three threes. Yeah, That's because where it I came said out, you guys couldn't even jumped. hit it. I said you guys couldn't about hit three threes. And you said, said you, you could do it. wasn't about us. It was about you. You said you could do it. You always talking about what you can do. Oh, I can do this. You can't. Oh, my God. All right, the bet's on. February 7th, 11 a.m. You get five minutes, then you got three balls. Well, you hit, you four miss any of them. Thirty seconds more than I need. I'm gonna take it though. I'm gonna take bury, all five. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna bury all three shots too. Yada yada yada. All right. February seventh, Saturday, eleven a.m. The gym at North Star Christian Academy. All you listeners are welcome to come out and see this event. Please do. Please do. This is gonna be more glorious than the time Benson went oh for the season and I got to make fun of him. Airball on the first first shot. I don't airball. I, I, I'm think we should we should ante that up. Yeah. Because <laughs> if he misses the very first one, <laughs> he'll he'll say that the practice time extended. I got he tired. Still of had the to warm up. Time. I was out of shape. <laughs> if he misses the first shot, we get to pick out the women's clothing that he has to wear. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk to Tim Hiller, former NFL quarterback. You're listening to Benson and those guys. Title sponsor of Benson and Those Guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. Serving Rochester for over 25 years, Town & Country Pest Solutions' team of knowledgeable professionals can make your pest problem a thing of the past. Alligators, ants, bedbugs, snakes, yellow jackets, they do it all. Take back your home and put your mind at ease. Call Town & Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town and Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows, and for exterior and interior remodels, no one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070. That's 585-402-1070, or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. 
In retirement, will you outlive your money? It's a common question for people approaching retirement, but it doesn't need to weigh on you. Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Nathan R. Wegman about the new Confident Retirement Approach. You and Nathan can break down retirement, planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. Call Nathan R. Wegman, Financial Advisor, today at 585-272-0080. Office is located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 14623. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to the show. (laughs) (laughs) Benson and those guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Tim Hiller is a former NFL quarterback and co-owner of Next Level Performance. Next Level works with athletes on sports-specific training, focusing especially on leadership and character development. Tim, welcome to the program. It's great to have you on. Thanks, Rick. It's good to be here. Your story is one of remarkable perseverance. A top 10 all-time quarterback in the state of Ohio when you finished high school, you suffered a broken collarbone in your senior year. You get just one D1 scholarship offer and that from Western Michigan. And then in your freshman season, you end that with a knee injury that required extensive surgery and you redshirted during the 2006 season. How difficult was that road back, uh, both mentally and physically for you? You know, it was it was tremendously difficult because, you know, especially my freshman year in 2005, I was I was 18 years old and away from home, and and that's such a growing period of of so many, you know, uh, young teenagers' lives, and and for me to add in that injury, I mean, it was really outside of the collarbone, the first time I'd ever been injured. Uh, it was certainly the first time I'd ever had surgery, and it was a very significant injury. I tore my, uh, you know, my ACL and MCL and PCL in my right knee, and so. You know, there were some doubts as to, you know, the timeline and, and would I be as mobile as I could be when I came back. And, um, it, it really was a, created a period of, of searching and seeking in my life, um, around, you know, wow, this could end. Um, you know, I can't take this for granted the way I used to. And so it really forced me to grow up in a hurry. And I, I think it really shaped, um, the way I led the team and the way I looked at the opportunity to play football moving forward in, in future years of my career. When you finally did return in 2007, you again played through pain and needed a surgery in the offseason. Then in 2008, you set team records. You led the league in a number of offensive categories the whole while playing with injuries and then another torn ACL that led to a third surgery during the offseason. Did you ever feel like just giving up or perhaps, though, it wasn't God's plan for your life? You know, I think there were moments where you just said, man, again, (laughs) you know, again, we've We've been through this multiple times. I think I really felt that in 2008. You know, that was a game. The game I was injured was um, a special day for our family. We, we played the University of Illinois. Uh, we were at Ford Field in Detroit uh, playing them there, and it was kind of a home game for us just on a neutral site. Um, we won that game. And, and, you know, to knock off a Big Ten opponent, uh, as well as, you know, my grandfather played at the University of Illinois and won a Rose Bowl there in 1952. And so there were just all these special backstories. And, um, you know, I got hurt in the third quarter and finished the game and, and, you know, didn't think the injury was too significant and then found out later that week, uh, you know, over the weekend into the next opponent's week that, um, my ACL was torn and it, it was, it was devastating in many ways because I'd already been through that. Um, we had three games left to play and so it was kind of one of those things where you, you know, you prayed and you asked for strength and you said, why is this happening? And, and you really had to get step back and say, God, what, what is the lesson that you have here? Uh, you know, how, not how do I get out of this situation, but what am I here to get out of this? Um, what lesson is there to be learned? And so, 
um, it, it was really in that situation a lesson of total dependence. I mean, um, to you know get through the the day each day and the pain you were in and to play three games on that torn ACL before the surgery, it was it was intense and um, much like you know we might fast in our spiritual life, it was really uh, a total act of dependence and, and really you know his, his grace to carry me through. Well, amazingly, you came back yet again. You played well enough, got yourself an invite to the NFL Combine, finished your career as the all-time Western Michigan leader in yards, touchdowns, and a few other categories. One has to wonder: are you are you just flat out tough, or are you stubborn? <laughs> Some of both, my wife will tell you. <laughs> um, it's uh, it, it really was. Um, it was two things. It, again, it was it was the grace of God. It was faith. It was prayer. It was um, knowing that He had a plan for all this. And then, and, and there was some determination in there that you know, a single-minded goal and a single-minded focus. It really wasn't so much about me and what I wanted, but it was about the team. And being in a situation where I knew the team needed me, um, I knew that we would be um, better if I could be at the helm and, and offer my leadership. Um, some form, even if I wasn't 100% physically, and and it was that grit about doing it for my teammates that um, you know really made a difference. And so um, there are lessons from that that I carry with myself to this day. And you know, you mentioned next level at the, the start of the interview. I mean, those are the type of lessons that we want to implant into student athletes because if they can take an experience like uh, one of difficulty that they have to persevere through, that will serve them well the rest of their life if they understand how to get through that time. Um, whether it be you know as a husband, as a as a you know, father or mother, as an employee, as a college student, they can really take those lessons that are, are formed through that adversity that sport can create and uh, apply them the rest of their life. And so uh, that's what we try to do. And um, I simply view it as sharing sharing my experiences and gifts and talents with others. Yeah, I want to ask you more about that in a minute. But before I do, um, just you were signed by the Colts as an undrafted free agent in 2010. You got to work around guys like Frank Reich, who in our neck of the woods here in western New York, very popular. Uh, Peyton Manning, what was the most impactful thing you took away from your time with them? Yeah, oh boy, there's so many. Um, you know, when you you go in and, and watch Peyton work, I think it was a, a real shining example of truly mastering your craft. I mean, I think um, I think there's balance that needs to be had in our lives, but I think when you, you watch Peyton operate, he was someone who truly did everything he could in his power to master his craft. And, and I think um, I think we're called to do that in our life, you know, and, and obviously, again, we're, you know, we have families, we have different commitments um, in different parts of our life. So one thing shouldn't be all consuming, but to really hone in on being the very best you can be and not accepting anything less than excellence in, in whatever it is that you choose to do or whatever situation or, or job or role that you're in your life. Um, that, that's what I really saw from him. I mean, he had done this for years and years and he did it one day at a time. You know, he'd come in and and we, we met at five in the morning. Uh, I became a coffee drinker because of my time with Peyton Manning. You know, we, we were in there at 5 a.m. Uh, many days out of the week, but that's the way we worked. And we all learned to work that way. And we all had specific tasks that we would support him with in terms of film study and different, different things he wanted to know. And, um, that's what I really learned from him. And I think I really saw humility in action from a guy like Frank Rice. I mean, it's, it's no easy task coaching a guy like Peyton Manning. And Frank was such a great player himself, you know, many years behind Jim Kelly. And, and then, of course, you know, led one of the greatest comebacks in NFL history when he got his opportunity to play. And um, Frank is, is a solid Christian man, someone I think the world of, and um, really learned, you know, the value of not only hard work, but also humility. And he really had a great understanding of how to, how to gel well with Peyton, how to, um, you know, sometimes humble himself as a coach and defer to Peyton's knowledge. And uh, I just learned a great deal from both of them. We're talking with Tim Hiller, athlete, coach, speaker, co-owner of Next Level Performance. After all you went through, 
and all you worked for to get to where you were. How difficult was it for you when the Colts released you? Oh, boy. You know, it was tremendously difficult. Uh, it's, such a, it's such a swift thing, you know, and, and there were some other opportunities for me after that um, that, you know, I was let go again, and, and it's, it's you feel rejected. Um, you really do. I mean, um, it, it's part of the business. It's part of being in that profession. It's, it's not necessarily welcome, but it's a reality. And uh, it's so swift. You know, I remember when the day I got let go, I mean, I was, I was back sleeping on my in-law's couch, you know, that night about 11 o'clock midnight wondering, you know, man, what happened? You know, eight hours ago, I was, I was going to meetings and, and here I am uh, back in Michigan wondering, you know, all right, who's going to call next? And I think what athletes experience, and, and I, I admit I experienced it, is a loss of purpose or identity. And so, you know, you, you've worked your whole life and you put all this time and effort and energy into your sport, into your craft, you know, what I just talked about, mastering your craft. And then you kind of get kicked to the curb and there's a sense of, well, who am I now and what else can I do and what, what other gifts and talents do I have? And the reality is, is that you do have other gifts and talents and you have a lot more life. You will spend a lot more of your life doing other things than being an athlete. You know, it's, it's a part of who you are, but it is not who you are. It's what you do. And so um, that was hard. I mean, that was um, a, a difficult challenge for me. There were many, you know, emotional nights and wondering, you know, man, what am I doing wrong? Why isn't this happening? But um, it's in those moments you really have to step back and, and realize, you know, God is sovereign through the plan. You get a will for your life and other distant talents that you can use in different ways. And you can use your story. I mean, much like we're, we're doing right now, use your story to help other people. And so, um, you know, there, there's been good in that, in that difficult time, but it was a real challenge. And I see a lot of guys that struggle with that, that transition into life after the game. Um, you know, just because they, they lose that sense of purpose and they have to realize that, you know, football or whatever sport you play is not the ultimate. Um, you know, First Timothy 4 talks about that, you know, physical training is of some value, but spiritual training is of value in all things for this life and the life to come. And, um, you know, you really have to take hold of that and, and realize that uh, there's a bigger picture here. On top of all you dealt with and staying on the field, you somehow managed to maintain a 4.0 GPA while you were at school. You finished with your degree in your hand. You have an incredible background for your motivational speaking. Can you share a little about your ministry and what you like to share with people when you talk? You know, I, I love to talk about the, the concept of leadership, and especially with young people, because um, there's so many definitions. I mean, more than any other topic that there are books written about out there, it's all about leadership and, and what is it and how do we do it and what does it look like. And I think in the world of athletics, and this is why I'm so passionate about next level, is um, there are misperceptions about leadership in the athletic realm. Uh, what does it look like? You know, and I, I, I would provide a visual case study for the audience around, you know, uh, the Miami Dolphins and that whole bullying situation, Richie Incognito. There are situations in athletics where the people think the loudest person is the leader. And I think in that locker room, we saw a prime example of the loudest person being the leader and getting his way. And that's just not true. I mean, we all have gifts. We're all talents. We've all been given God-given abilities. And we are to lead where we are with use those gifts and talents and the way we're wired to lead from that. We're not to be someone that we're not. We don't have to be loud if that's not our style. Um, we can lead from our gifts because that's, you know, anything else is disingenuous. We're, we're strongest in our leadership when we're being who we are and who God designed us to be. And so I get very passionate about that topic. And I really think leadership is service. And so, um, you know, a, a message really around putting others ahead of yourself is, is something that I always try to convey and try to leave every group that I'm fortunate enough to be with. Uh, leave them with a challenge or a takeaway or something tangible that they can actually uh, apply and do um, as they go back and, and into their places of work or school or wherever they might be. So 
um, those are things that, that really, really get me excited. And, and I try to just share a lot of practical stories that I've experienced, successes and failures. Next Level does some sports-specific training. I, your website said it's focusing uh, especially on leadership and character development. Can you talk a little bit about Next Level and what that's all about? Absolutely. Um, you know, it, it's something that we, we've only been around about a year. And what we've invested um, a lot of our time in is building out a comprehensive leadership and character development curriculum and material um, that really we feel connects with student-athletes, particularly middle school and high schoolers, but even into early college, um, that's relevant and that connects with them in our media-driven world. We use a lot of imagery and imagery and analogies and, and things that kids can connect with, as well as personal stories from our own lives. And um, essentially, if you think of it in terms of products, we really offer three or four. We, um, we do several speaking engagements where we'll partner with a school or an athletic department, and, and we'll go in and do workshops and, and leadership conferences and speaking with, with students, specifically student-athletes. Um, we have an arm of our business that's, that's small and it's new and it's growing, and right now we're only in the volleyball market, but we um, we have a travel kind of club team, and those teams, uh, at every clinic they have, and then when they have tryouts here later in March and play some of their season, um, they'll get some leadership content at every single practice uh, if they make one of the rosters. Um, and then, we, you know, we do some strength and conditioning and speed and agility training that that really is um, agnostic or indifferent of the sport, so it, it will benefit you in terms of injury, injury prevention, getting stronger uh, and faster, and every session that you do there, Again, it's accompanied by leadership development uh, material. And then we do the sports-specific training. So we focus right now on football and baseball primarily. We do do some volleyball work, and, and we're branching into soccer. And we hope to grow that offering to encompass more and more sports uh, as we grow as a business. But, again, every session, whether it be at a private individual, um, a small group, or a team, is accompanied with some leadership development material and take-home uh, takeaways. And so that's really the focus. We want to be known as the leadership development people and the character development people, uh, and the vehicle we just happen to use to do that is sports um, because we feel like we have kids' hearts and minds and passions captured uh, in that environment. And so that's really the model. Um, it's a little different in that we lead with that rather than the training. The training is high quality. There's no doubt you're going to get you know bigger, faster, stronger, better with us, but we, we want to focus on the things that really last and, and will last far beyond an athletic career. With all you went through, God clearly uh, has been playing a part leading you down a particular path, setting you up for this this career. Can you talk a little bit about when you first came into a relationship with Christ, first became a believer? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was very blessed to be raised in a, in a faith-centered home and, and, you know, church every Sunday and, and devotional time around the table and prayer were things that were uh, ingrained in my life through my whole childhood. And I would have told you when I was in high school and I was under my parents' roof uh, that I was a believer, that I was a Christian. But um, I, I now I now know that I actually wasn't, and my faith is really my parents' faith. And so for me, um, uh, I came to know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord in 2007 when I was away at school, and it was on the verge, or I'm sorry, on the backside of those injuries and those trials and those challenges. And you know, I had been faithful and I was going to church, but it was a lot of you know really discipline and less relationship. And so in 2007, um, I really had my blow my doors blown off spiritually. Uh, at an FCA camp uh, held at Albion College, and I was a counselor at that camp, and I was working it with my my then girlfriend, uh, now wife, um, and was a huddle leader, and was you know leading um, the football players through through drill work, and then leading Bible study with them at night, different things. And um, I really came to see that I you know I was so invested in my sport and football, but it was really more about me, and it was more about the team, and more about winning games. And I was able to to really understand. Um, God's plan for me in that in that camp, which was to use the platform of athletics, where I had a captive audience, because our society is fascinated with sports, to take that platform and use it to further the gospel and to use it to impact lives. 
um, you know, my life verse has, has become Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as of serving the Lord and not men. And so I really came to that full understanding of, of that purpose and also just that awareness of my sin and that I needed Jesus uh, in my life. And so it was then that I gave, gave my life to Christ uh, in 2007 and um, I haven't looked back and, you know, there's been a lot of adventure and he's using it in different ways, but, but he's always been faithful. So. Tim Hiller is a former NFL quarterback. He's the co-owner of Next Level Performance. Tim, how can uh, how can we pray for you? Oh, I, I appreciate that. I, I need lots of prayer, and you know, I would I would pray for um, the work we're doing against uh, for student athletes through Next Level. Um, you know, we we see a culture in athletics that uh, uh, we don't like, and we want to change. And there's lots of good things going on, um, but we want to highlight those things, and we want to train uh, teenagers and student athletes to use the time that they have as an athlete because most of them are not going to go on to play in college or professionally. And so the time they have, if we can do that well, you know, from sixth grade all the way through 12th, and maybe if they do get a chance to, to go on to college and play, if we can use that time um, and teach them these valuable lessons so that they can take them and apply them to their life beyond the game, um, we're going to have more successful people in our society who stand for the right thing. And so that's, that's something that, uh, you know, we would ask for prayer for. I mean, we just want to follow God's will. And whatever that is for next level, um, but that, that's our heart and our our, our passion, and um, we feel like we're really helping kids find their purpose and um, you know trying to do it in a, a discipleship type model. So um, we, we we appreciate those prayers and that support. Tim, I want to thank you for joining us. I hope we have a chance to do this again soon. But before I let you go, do you want to give your website, tell folks how they can get a hold of you, or possibly find out more about your ministry, or even have you come out and speak? Absolutely, yes. Um, so I do a lot of personal engagements as well as what we do at Next Level. Um, so you can learn more about my personal work at www.timhiller.com. And you can also learn more about Next Level Performance at www.nl, that's NL for Next Level, NL Athlete. Uh, we're on social media as well. You can search for Next Level on Facebook, and I'm on there, and, and would love to connect with anyone and, and uh, learn more. So please reach out through the site. Um, we'd love to meet you, and, and Rick, I'm just grateful for this opportunity. So thank you for your ministry. Thanks again, Tim. He's Tim Hiller, former NFL quarterback. You can find out more information at timhiller.com. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to Benson and those guys, brought to you by the good people at Town & Country Pest Solutions. Former Major League pitcher and friend of the Benson and Those Guys program, Don Gordon will be speaking live at Grace Baptist Church in Brockport on Sunday, February 1st at 9.45 a.m. Don is the International Baseball Director for SCORE International and played 10 years of professional baseball as well as 5 seasons in Latin America. Uniquely gifted to minister to men and families, God has used Don in countries all around the world to speak his heart from the Word of God. Come hear Don Gordon speaking live February 1st at Grace Baptist Church in Brockport. Services begin at 9.45 a.m. In retirement, will you outlive your money? It's a common question for people approaching retirement, but it doesn't need to weigh on you. Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Nathan R. Wegman about the new Confident Retirement Approach. You and Nathan can break down retirement, planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. Call Nathan R. Wegman, Financial Advisor, today at 585-272-0080. Office is located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 14623. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. 
Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. Serving Rochester for over 25 years, Town & Country Pest Solutions team of knowledgeable professionals can make your pest problem a thing of the past. Alligators, ants, bedbugs, snakes, yellow jackets, they do it all. Take back your home and put your mind at ease. Call Town & Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town and Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. Welcome back to the show. It's Benson. There are those guys. Beginning of the season, we did our Super Bowl predictions, and I am proud to say that me, full of wisdom, had good, the good grammar. most accurate prediction i said the colts and the seahawks i came what within one game shane you said the broncos and the seahawks correct so you were a a game behind me because the colts beat the broncos correct darren originally said the bills and the cowboys but he adjusted that to broncos 49ers and zach said broncos saints so what do you think now we know now we know who's there as Shane and I, so we know who's smart. Mm. As Shane and I, who, what? We know who's smart. You and me, we're smart. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say as so yeah. accurately predicted the NFC champions, the Seattle Seahawks. Who's Darren? Who do you think's gonna win this game? I hate to say this because I hate them, but the Patriots. Why do you hate them? You don't even know them. I'm a Bills fan. It's just, you have to hate them. All right, you're going Patriots. Yep, Zach. What you got? I have the Seahawks. I I just I think last year's Broncos team was better than this Patriots team, and the Seahawks handled them pretty easily. So that's my logic behind it. Here's my my, my logic. You had is, your chance. No, I, he, he gave logic. I want to say why why I picked the Patriots. They got Legarrette Blunt running real well, especially last week. You hear that, the, Shane? That's the sound of radios turning off all over town. Legarrette <laughs> <laughs> Blunt ran all over the Colts. Okay, the Cowboys beat the Seahawks by running real well in week six. Okay. If they can if if LeGarrette Blunt can keep running well and Tom Brady can do what he does, I think they're actually gonna they're gonna beat him in by more than a few points. Pastor Shane? I, I'm still going with Seahawks. I you know, like Zach said, early, early in the season defense wins championships and I I I see I think that the momentum that Seattle has coming off of that NFC Championship game is going to carry over a lot better than the momentum that New England is carrying in. Yeah, but their defense relies on being physical, and two of their big name guys are they're they're banged up right now. Are they going to be able to play physical enough to? It's the Super Bowl, man. Yeah, yeah they'll be still, fine. They're going to be in pain. Benson. I think I'm with you too. I, I see the Seahawks winning it. Um, but I think it's going to be close. Yeah, I'm ama- I w- Actually, I thought early on, uh, of course the Seahawks are going to win this thing. But I've heard most people that I've heard have heard have been saying the Patriots. Most predict people that make predictions, I've, I've Patriots, 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 and now it's got me thinking. Well, I just don't know, but I I do think the Seahawks are are going to do it. Well, now I'm in a win-win because I don't want the Patriots to win, but if they do, I was right and you were all wrong again. That would be a first time. You mentioned um, they're banged up a little bit in their sec- secondary. You know, Richard Sherman's got an elbow injury. 
Um, Earl Thomas with his shoulder. What about the words of Brandon Browner? Yeah, he told them he wants them, he wants his teammates to hit Sherman's elbow and Thomas's shoulder and try to break them. Do you have a problem with that? It's a little harsh. I mean, uh, that's just a gut reaction of. I have a problem with him saying it like publicly. I think at first I had a problem with it, and the more I thought about it, the more I thought, well, it, it, it's. I don't think he's going out there to try to injure somebody. What I think he's trying to do, if, if I understood him right, and I probably didn't, but if I did, he's just by hitting them. By you know they got those injuries, soften them up, mm-hmm. make them think about it. Uh, if you can get them to maybe uh, hesitate before making a play, and that's why you're zeroing in on that, not to damage somebody but to cause them a little bit of pain. That's essentially what the Seahawks do with Marshawn Lynch. You're mm-hmm. soften, you're sending them up the middle. You're softening up the defense because they're going to, by the end of the game, they're thinking, man, this guy has bulldozed me a number of times. I don't want to get out in front of him again. Everybody always looks to expose the weaknesses of the other team, and that is their weakness. And it just seems as though he is speaking with his thinking voice there. Those are things that you say behind closed doors. Um, to your other teammates, I guess. I don't know. No, it's no different than in boxing. You know, the con- uh, consecutive body blows, softening up your opponent. Uh, I-, I guess the more I thought about it, the m- my first reaction was the same as yours. Man, that's harsh. You don't want to cause somebody injury, but if you can maybe inflict a little pain, make make them a little sore, get them thinking about, man, do I really the, the great? Well, there was was there ever great Knicks teams, but. The Knicks teams of Patrick Ewing, Anthony Mason, Charles Oakley, teams didn't want to go down the middle against those Knicks teams because, man, you were going to take a beating. They were, they were, you were going to get thumped. And it really made you think, and the Knicks had an advantage in that because now you're staying outside, although the advantage only took them so far. I have no problem with, with the sentiment of hitting a guy who's injured. Like you said, it's strategic. I just think it's really stupid to say it to a reporter because now you've put a target on yourself. Daniel Shea has wandered into the Benson and Those Guys studio. Uh-huh. He's here to borrow a book for his studies at North Star Bible Institute. <laughs> but Daniel has always wanted me to talk more hunting and fishing on the air, has always wanted to call and kind of give it to us because we don't talk any hunting and fishing. So here's your opportunity, bro. Tell me all the things you love about hunting and fishing. Well, the great thing about it is, first, it doesn't cause you to sweat. You sit there, you can bring a sandwich, bring a book. Okay, lunch, no sweat. And uh being out in God's creation, man, it's beautiful. The best okay. is you got to do bow hunting. It makes you feel like you're going a little uh back a few years. Gun hunting, that's pretty easy. Bow yeah. hunting, though. Now, you get out there early in the morning. Yeah, probably around 6 a.m. is the normal time. When do you read your Bible? While you're out there? I, yes, I, sometimes. Do you? Occasionally. It's been quite a few years since I went hunting. You know, actually, it's been a couple of years since I've even gotten out and gone fishing, but I loved being out in nature. When I grew up, I grew up down in the Catskill Mountains of New York, and being out in nature was always my time with God. It was always very special to see his creation, to see his beauty, and um, there was just something special about being out there for me. Oh, yeah, and I've had times. I mean, I'll go out, and I know it's... Probably, I don't know if I'll see anything or not, but bring the Bible with you and spend the time in the Word and tear it apart. 
Read it, man. Meditate. Pray out loud. It's beautiful. Hey, um, I don't know. You're not much of a baseball fan. I know that, right? I'm all about it. No, I'm not. But you, but you're mad into football. Yes. And you love your Green Bay Packers. Oh yeah. What happened? Well, it's tough to even talk about and swallow just because you're still hurting. It hurts. Yeah. When do you think you'll get over it? Um, (laughs) I don't know when I'll get over it. I can see it on your face. You're, you're pretty disturbed. You're like, you're upset. I don't appreciate it when people bring it up to me, but you did. Like we just did. Yeah. So I try and just keep it in the back of my mind and not think about it. Right. Were you watching the game? Yes. And were you watching it with any Seahawks fans? No. Okay. I don't even know any Seahawks fans. I don't even know if they exist until they started doing well. All right. But, uh, watched it with my, my mom and dad. My mom made some meatball sauce. You didn't see the Twitter picture of my adorable nephew that I tweeted out? I did see that. You did see it. So then you know Seahawks fans exist. You just lied to me. Why would you do that? You're here borrowing a (laughs) biblical book from me. And then you sit here and lie to me. I do know a few now. Okay. I know a few. All right. You're coming clean. And that was an over-exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, all right. I watched the whole, other than a few minutes of the first quarter, watched the whole thing with five minutes to go. I got up, shook my parents' hand, said, I'll see you in the Super Bowl and left for church. I then got a swarm of text messages saying, are you watching? Are you watching? And I'm like, no, what happened? And then I got a text, Seahawks won. That's interesting. So you um, get up, go to church. Parents, not so much. <laughs> it, it was a rough. It was a rough moment for my father. Do you hunt anything be- besides deer? I mean, have you, as far as big game, do you go bear hunting, or have you ever been on a elk hunt or anything like that? No, I've. I mean, I get a bear tag in my license, and I'd love to. If someone came by, I'd definitely shoot. But you'd kill it. I would slay the animal. Would would you use a rifle? Uh, would you use your bow, or would you just wrestle the thing to the ground and <laughs> beat it to a pulp? I'd uh, I'd pull out my knife. I'd get off the tree stand and just tear it apart, man. Yeah. See, now I picture you jumping out of the tree with that knife in your teeth and just getting on the back of that thing. Oh, go yeah. all manly go from get, there. Go get yourself all crazy in animal blood. Oh, totally. So the moral of that story is you tear up your Bible like you tear up a bear with a knife, right? Slay the animal. Slay the animal. Slay the animal. <laughs> Coming up after the break, we got our pest of the week. We'll have Darren's Unreasonable Rant. You're listening to Benson and Those Guys. Our show is brought to you by the good people at Town & Country Pest Solutions. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town and Country Pest Solutions. Serving Rochester for over 25 years, Town and Country Pest Solutions team of knowledgeable professionals can make your pest problem a thing of the past. Alligators, ants, bedbugs, snakes, yellow jackets, they do it all. Take back your home and put your mind at ease. Call Town and Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town and Country Pest Solutions. Fearing nothing but God. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service remodeling company. Locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. 
McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows, and for exterior and interior remodels, no one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070. That's 585-402-1070. Or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. Former Major League pitcher and friend of the Benson and Those Guys program, Don Gordon, will be speaking live at Grace Baptist Church in Brockport on Sunday, February 1st at 9.45 a.m. Don is the international baseball director for SCORE International and played 10 years of professional baseball as well as five seasons in Latin America. Uniquely gifted to minister to men and families, God has used Don in countries all around the world to speak his heart from the Word of God. Come hear Don Gordon speaking live February 1st at Grace Baptist Church in Brockport. Services begin at 9.45 a.m. Welcome back to the show. Back to the nose, guys. If you haven't gotten enough Katy Perry just there, you can enjoy the halftime show at the Super Bowl. You guys like that? You like the music at the halftime shows? I generally don't. But I'm sort of a classic Katy Perry fan, so I'm not actually that upset about this one. <laughs> that's, that's as bad as Benson being a Taylor Swift fan. Yeah, I don't know how the two go together. I like I, I like football or I like hockey. What you don't need to put on a little concert for me. I always think that that's for those people that don't really like the sport, so they got to have something to draw them in. Now, apparently, Katy Perry will draw Zach in. <laughs> He's going to be glued to his television for the entire show. I'll be getting some food. Benson and those guys, we've talked very little about Marshawn Lynch. We've not talked about Deflategate at all, and we have not allowed Darren to talk about himself, but we will have him do his unreasonable rant. Does anyone actually care about the Pro Bowl or the NHL All-Star Game? I would bet that outside of Canada, no one even watched a minute of the All-Star Game. Which is fitting because the only thing more pointless than hockey is Canada itself. And the Pro Bowl is supposed to be the best of the best competing in a man's game. Instead we got Andy Dalton and the first five plays of the game resulted in no tackles. They just hugged each other until the refs got uncomfortable and blew the whistle. That's not football. Just stop playing these pointless games. And while I'm asking the sporting world to stop forcing horrible things on us, hey NBA, Please, stop making sleeved jerseys. The Chinese New Year's Warrior jerseys are the final straw for me. I'm going to have to boycott the NBA. Sleeved jerseys belong in the old guy at the Y rocking rec specs and nailing corner threes, not the Splash Brothers. Their jumpers are too pretty for such ugly uniforms. Plus, this is America. If you have to have a New Year's jersey, it should be worn on January 1st, not some random day in February. Other countries want to be us. We don't celebrate them. America Eagle 1776. Oh, good grief. Benson and Those Guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. At the end of every show, we like to go around the room and do our Pest of the Week. And mine this week is the Houston Astros, or whoever runs their Twitter feed, Thursday at 1.50 they asked fans if they could get 1,000 retweets by 2 p.m., one hour and 10 minutes later, they would give away a Jose Altuve autographed baseball. 2 p.m. came and went with only 600 and some retweets, <laughs> and yet they did not give the ball. First off, Astros, just give the ball away. Whatever. They don't have a 1,000 fans. And second, you're expecting a thousand retweets? <laughs> you don't even have a thousand fans, do you? My pest of the week this week is the Houston Astros Twitter feed. 
I think they will have a thousand fans by the end of the season, though. My pest of the week, former NFL running back Eric Dickerson, but he's actually my hero of the week because he said Justin Bieber needs a good whooping. I agree with that. I think more people agree with me. Eric Dickerson is my hero of the week. I don't, I don't think you quite get the concept of pest <laughs> of the week. We'll review it this week. Well, uh, I just like what he said. I had to work it in somehow. Yeah, I agree with him. Uh, my pest of the week is, uh, is all-star games, pro bowl games. And they're all terrible. The, well, no, check whoa, that. Whoa, whoa. The only one that isn't terrible is baseball. That's the best all-star game. And it's actually pretty good. The only thing I hate about the baseball one is, is the fact that it means something, which is dumb. Which is actually the best part about the baseball game. What? It gives meaning to the game. No, that's awful. Why, why would an exhibition game that's there for the fans mean something? I think baseball lends itself to an all-star game more than the other sports do. I was watching the hockey all-star game, and it was just like watching slow motion. It, it was, it really was very tedious. And I flipped over for a couple of minutes of the Pro Bowl. That was awful. Yeah. I, I think baseball lends itself well, but I agree with you, uh, Darren, that it really it shouldn't mean anything. It's no. an exhibition game. Have some fun with it. I like the skills competitions. But I don't like the All-Star games. I, I watched the first six plays of the Pro Bowl and immediately turned it off. So. My pass of the week is, I'm going to surprise you all with this, is the Pittsburgh Penguins. For their 4 nothing loss to the Washington Capitals, not only were they getting killed on the ice, they decided that they were going to play tough guy game and drop the gloves with some of the Washington Capitals, to which those all ended badly. Washington Capitals... Beat them on the ice and physically beat them as well. Thanks for joining us, Benson and those guys. Enjoy the Super Bowl. When that, when all that is over, that means the end of Radio Row. That means the end of torturous sports radio coverage. That means the end of the football season and we can move on to what we all really want to talk about. Baseball, hockey playoffs, basketball playoffs, March Madness. It really gets exciting. Not that I'm against football. I, I love football, but we're going to be moving on to some really exciting times here in the next couple of weeks. We're going to talk a lot of baseball next week, trying to catch up with a gentleman who is doing baseball in the country of Kosovo. And in fact, speaking of baseball, if you've got no plans on Sunday morning or your church is not a good godly church, you can go to Grace Baptist <laughs> and hear our good friend Don Gordon. He'll be speaking there at 945. Other than that, have a great week. Benson and Those Guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Darren here, the unreasonable one. I try to have fun on the air with Benson and those guys, but I want you to know that I'm serious about his message. I really do want people to hear about Jesus Christ, and I love that we can use sports to help spread that message. You know that I love sports, but I hope you also know how important the gospel of Jesus Christ is. If you enjoy the program, please tell others about us, and if you believe that using sports to share biblical principles can be effective, then perhaps you can help us cover the cost of being on this station. You can go to our website, btgprogram.com, and make a one-time donation or even become a recurring supporter. Being a part of this program has meant a lot to me. Your continued prayers are appreciated, and as always, thanks for listening to Benson and those guys.